0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Casual Criminalist. This is one of our casual criminalist shorts. It's called The Red Room. It's all about The Red Room. What happens here, as always, is our fine scriptwriter, Callum, has written me something. I'm going to read it. I'm going to add my thoughts as we go through it together, and we'll hopefully learn something. Perhaps it'll be scary, there'll definitely be crimes. Let's jump in. Cast your mind back through time and space to a distant place called late 90s cyberspace. I remember late 90s cyberspace. I had the internet at school around this time. It was very, very cool. And now you look back on it and realize how wildly limited it was. But there were games. Games were exciting. You could play games online. I was very nerdy. This strange world was the digital wild west of eyesore websites and dodgy AOL chat rooms. Compared to the polished web of today, it was a low bandwidth nightmare, and you couldn't pay me enough to go back to it. Yeah, the internet at the end, like 56k, dial up speeds, ultra slow, like waiting, like AOL chat rooms, they'd be slow to load. Case in point pop-ups. If you're in your 30s or above now, I guess Callum and I are probably about the same age, I'm 33, Uh, so yes, then you probably still have nightmares about opening an innocent link only for your screen to be flooded with dozens of unwanted insurance ads and Viagra promos. So what do pop-ups have to do with crime, you ask? Well, today I want to tell you the story about how a disturbing urban legend from the early internet spilled over into reality with deadly consequences before being reabsorbed into the darker side of digital culture, in some pretty troubling ways. We begin in Japan in 1999. A young boy is told by a school friend about a creepy legend, a website which spawns a cursed pop-up with a cryptic message. Being the curious sort, the boy goes looking for the page when he gets home after school. He doesn't have any luck finding it, so he moves on to whatever young guys do when they have a computer in their bedroom. He barely typed the letters h into his search bar. This was 1999. I don't think PornHub existed back in 1999, uh, when suddenly the fabled pop-up appears on his screen. It's an image of a red door with the words, Do you like? written on it. What's more, a creepy child's voice reads the message out through the computer speakers. The kid is understandably freaked out, so he closes the browser window, but after a second, it's back. This time, the message is longer, and even longer the next time that he tries to get rid of it. Do you like? Do you like the? Do you like the red? Do you like the red room? The last time, it's accompanied by a web page with a list of names. The boy's school friend is at the top, and just as he realizes this, he feels something creep up and grab him from behind. It said that both boys took their own lives, but not before painting their bedrooms with their own blood. This, this is just so maximum level urban legend. Okay, so I know you're here for true crime, not ghost hunting. So I'll come right out and say it right now. What I've just described is the plot of an interactive flash animation from around 22 years ago. Oh my god, I remember flash animations. If you make it to the end of the story, the pop-up itself appears on your computer with one of those obnoxious scary face jump scares a couple of seconds later. I remember when uh, flash animation started introducing those jump scares and there was this brilliant one which had a picture of two photographs and it was like spot the difference and the, the the there were no differences but you're getting so close to the screen looking at it look at it. who's ever set you up to do it has turned up the volume of your computer incredibly loud and so you're like inches away from the screen trying to spot the differences and then this this scary face with this horrible sound comes on and just absolutely scares the crap out of you it was brilliant scared the crap out of me and then i proceeded to scare the, scare the crap out of uh, my friends with it but Anyway, let's move on. Standard creepy website fair. But the reason this particular flash animation has maintained its notoriety to this day is because of a very dark real-world connection, which will become clear in a few minutes. But first, let me tell you another story. The incident. This one takes place on the 1st of June, 2004, in a place called Seispo Nagasaki, and I'm sorry about my Japanese pronunciation there, Sasebo, maybe? Two girls are alone in a classroom at Okobo Elementary School during lunch break. One of them, Satomi Mitarai, again, maybe, is lying on the floor, her arms and throat cut open. The other, who would later be referred to in the media as simply Girl A, is standing over her with a box cutter, her clothes spattered with blood. After lunch break ended, Girl 8 simply returned back to class as if nothing had happened. The teacher realized that she had one kid missing and one looking as if she'd walked through the set of a Tarantino film. It didn't take Sherlock Holmes' level of intuition to know that something was amiss, so she went looking. Satomi's body was found lying in the empty classroom. She was just 12 years old, and her killer was only 11. The story shocked the entire nation, as it should have probably shocked you just one moment ago, unless you are completely jaded. Well, to be fair, you're listening to a true crime podcast, and I bet this isn't the only one you listen to. So, uh, yeah, maybe you've just become accustomed to stuff like this. I mean, yeah, kids killing, killing each other. So that's, that's still pretty grim to me. This is a relatively new show. Yeah, people were looking for answers as to what could have driven an elementary school kid to do something so awful. We all know kids can be mean, but this was a few steps further than some stolen lunch money. Interestingly, I think if you're 11, if this had happened in the UK, that's below the age of responsibility, which I believe is 12, but it might be 10 of criminal responsibility. So if you're, I'm not, it's 10 or 12, so she's probably just on that line. But you can't be convicted of a crime or tried of a crime. You're deemed as not mentally capable of it. So there would be no charges or criminal record for someone this age in the UK, I believe, if I've got my ages right. Also, I read the other day Japan still has the death penalty, which in a way surprised me. And then also, the way they kill people is by hanging the long drop where they, you know, open up the. Uh, the door beneath your feet and you fall through. And I was like, oh, that's grim. Cause I mean, I don't like lethal injection or anything, but if someone would ask me which way I'd like to go, it definitely wouldn't be hanging. Girl A confessed the murder as soon as the police arrived at the school, never making any attempts to hide what she'd done. In fact, she was pretty distressed about it. She kept telling them, I've done a bad thing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She said it in Japanese, obviously, but I'm not going to try and pronounce the original quotes. As for a motive, Girl A said that Satomi had cyberbullied her, calling her overweight and a goody two-shoes, a title which she definitely lost for forever that day. Her identity was hidden as per Japanese law and likewise she wasn't eligible for criminal proceedings on account of her age. Instead, she was sentenced at family court to two years of institu- institutionalization at a mental health facility in Tochigi Prefecture where she was diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome and various social maljustments. Her stay was eventually extended by another two years so it seems Japan has similar laws to the UK in that regard, like no criminal responsibility at that age, but obviously... If you've murdered someone and you can't seem to put a good reason on doing it, you're probably going to need some sort of psychological checkup, and i will definitely do that to you. If you're waiting for another little twist, I'm sorry to tell you that this story is 100% true, and and the truth is about to become even stranger than fiction, because while digging around for information on what drove Girl to murder, the investigator stumbled across some things in her computer which would cement the Cecebo slashing's status as an internet legend for years to come. The legend. See, Girl A had a morbid fascination with some of the more unsavory content floating around. The internet in those days. She had her own homemade page, where she posted links to various creepy videos, gruesome art, and violent urban legends. Judging by the fan fiction links, she was also clearly a big fan of the Japanese film Battle Royale and the book upon which it was based. In case you're not fully aware, Battle Royale is about a bunch of school kids who are taken to a remote location and forced to battle to the death. Less Fortnite, more Lord of the Flies. But perhaps most significantly, the entire aesthetic was based around a certain Japanese flash animation with which you're already familiar. Million, the red room she had that page saved in her bookmarks too and as soon as this little detail found its way into the news stream it was latched onto by superstitious folks social conservatives and cynical tech skeptics alike the story ballooned into its own little pocket of online culture in Japan eventually reaching message boards overseas fans of girl a yes she has a fan base more on that later that is rather grim even took to uploading mirror sites for her personal page after the original went down see when a child killer is obsessed with an animation about a curse which creates child killers, you can bet plenty of people are going to take that as hard evidence that something spooky is afoot. That's why you'll often find this story online shorn of all its context. Many sites don't even mention that the original was just some cheesy flash animation. You're probably aware Japan is no stranger to stories of cursed media. In fact, the ghosts there are some of the most tech-savvy in the world. No sooner has a new medium been invented than a demonic schoolgirl finds a way to crawl through it. Although, as is often the case with these things, the real terror lies behind the fiction. If we put aside the hysteria over curses for a second, we have to seriously ask what real trauma or troubles drove that little girl to commit such a horrific crime. Yeah, I mean, obviously, given the website and all the links and the kind of obsession with an incredibly violent movie and other aspects of violence and and culture, she's obviously got some issues, and those were borne out in the most horrific way. So, yeah, it's pretty dark. The Aftermath. One Japanese psychologist who goes by the name Akio Mori was adamant he could explain the whole thing. So what did he diagnose Gurley with? Schizophrenia? PTSD? No, he diagnosed her with Game Brain. Never heard of Game Brain? I absolutely haven't, Callum. Well, not to worry. It's basically nonsense. See, Morrisan is one of those tech skeptics that I mentioned earlier on. His theory was that playing video games can cause real material damage to the human brain. After the case of Girl A, he extended the theory to include internet usage. Yeah, this is like, well, I feel like this is just a super conservative talking point about violent video games and how they cause people to commit real crimes, like violent crimes. There's that number of violent crimes I've committed in my life. Zero? Number of people I've killed in GTA, thousands? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a, a very strong correlation there. Now, and I'm sure people are going to have an argument and have a go at me about that, but I, I, I don't think the data's there. Now, in case you haven't realized, the internet is pretty popular these days. If Maury's theory were true, then surely everyone from your Facebook-obsessed aunt, your neighbor's iPad-addicted kids, should currently be engaged in a purge-like battle to the death. Let me check out of the window. <laughs> no, everything's fine yeah everything's fine you know number of people playing call of duty millions number of people acting out call of duty two That's not to say that the internet has had a positive effect on this troubled young girl by any means. If you need any proof of how twisted internet subcultures can be, consider what happened to Gurley in the months following her arrest. Some users of the site 2channel, a precursor to the far more famous 4chan, decided this 11-year-old murderer should be made into a meme. They created anime-style depictions of Gurley based on a photograph of her wearing a Nevada University hoodie. Nevada Tan, as the cartoon version of Gurley became known, was typically drawn with a box cutter. Oh God, that is dark. Hoodie and a crazy grin. It didn't just stop with that. There were replicas of her artwork, band songs, even cosplay. If that doesn't make you uncomfortable already, just imagine a grown man or woman behind their computer whipping up that content in a tribute to an 11-year-old girl. Yeah, it's a bit dark, guys. But it wasn't just online weirdos interested in the case. The government were watching very closely, too. There was a major discussion on lowering the age of criminal responsibility so that culprits like Gurley would be eligible to face actual criminal proceedings in the future. That sort of change was far from unprecedented. In fact, it had already been lowered from 16 to 14 in 1997 after a 14-year-old boy in the city of Kobe decapitated his 12-year-old schoolmate and bludgeoned an 11-year-old girl to death. Which begs the question what the hell, Japan? It does indeed. That is dark. Although I'm sure horrible crimes like this happen in every country, right? It's just… yeah. If you're looking for an explanation as to why so many kids are committing bloody murders in the land of the rising sun, plain old psychological issues are usually a solid start. These things can often be taboo in conservative cultures. There's a tendency to try and hide the signs rather than tackle them head on. Um, the, the the last one of these casual criminalists I recorded, probably not the last one you've heard, maybe it's not even come out yet, is uh, about the the girl who was staying in the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles whose parents were from Hong Kong, I believe. And there was also the same thing. They did, you know, she had mental issues, but they didn't reveal it to the police. And yeah, this kind of encouraged the conspiracy theories. Of course, that just compounds the problem rather than fixing it, leading to some horrible crimes and a famously high rate of suicide among the young and old. Still, don't let the jabbering of medical professionals get in your way if you'd rather believe in cursed websites or the evils of the internet, and the next time you see that little plus one notification ping up on AdBlock, be thankful that maybe, just maybe, it saved your life. It didn't, though. (laughs) It's all just an urban legend. (laughs) Whatever happened to Girl A in the end, we don't know, but we hope that everything worked out for her. In closing, I'll leave you with the thought that perhaps it's counterintuitively more comfortable to believe in curses and possession or the corrupting influence of media like video games or websites rather than face up to what normal, flesh and blood human beings are capable of given the right conditions, even those who we imagine to be the most innocent. Yeah, it's kind of like the same argument that often comes up around conspiracies. It's like, why do we believe in conspiracies? Why do we like them? And because the reality is we like feeling that there's someone in control and in charge when so much of the world and life is just not in control. And because in a a weird way, even though they're usually scary... They make us feel more comfortable. Anyway, this has been another episode of The Casual Criminalist. This one was a short episode. Obviously, I hope you liked it. If you did, if you're enjoying this show, please do leave us a review. If you get it in its podcast form, if you're watching this on YouTube or, well, wherever you're getting the show, please give it a like, leave us a comment, all of that good stuff, and I'll see you in the next one.